Grace to you and peace from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have to admit it was years and years ago that I first heard about them. The first time I ever heard about a group of people that talked about how much they loved Jesus. Oh, they loved Jesus. They loved His style. They loved the way He went around and did things. They loved Jesus. But when they peered into the church, all they saw were rules, regulations. All they saw was about what they could and could not do. And so they hated the church. That's kind of how they were known for. They loved Jesus, but they hated the church. Of course, at some point, some of us have looked into churches and we can understand where they're coming from. We listen to sermons And all we hear is what we can and cannot do, what we should and should not do. Sometimes, sometimes depending on who you listen to, the Bible is barely even brought up. Jesus hardly mentioned, if mentioned at all. All you hear about is what you should and should not do. And so we begin to understand why they might feel that way. But yet, when we look at such a thing, When we evaluate such a thing, we realize that whether you're on one side or if you're on the other side, both sides fail to grasp the fullness of the picture. They fail to grasp the big picture. All they see is something narrowly focused. They see a bunch of rules or regulations to follow or they see a man who doesn't seem to deal with the church. Both sides fail to see the bigger picture. How can you divorce Jesus from His church? Most of His earthly ministry was spent in synagogues, talking to people that were gathered there for synagogue. How can you look at the Holy Scriptures and all you can see is a bunch of rules or regulations? It just doesn't quite work that way. They fail to see the bigger picture. By the time we get to the gospel lesson that stands before us today, the disciples have been with Jesus for some time. They've been with Him. They've seen things. They've seen Jesus walk on water. They've seen Jesus feed thousands of people and preach to people on the side of a hill. They have witnessed Christ doing so much. And yet, for some odd reason, they seem to still miss the bigger picture. They seem to still miss the greater picture of who Jesus is. Peter even confesses him, pretty much right before our text, Peter confesses who Christ is. But even there, even there, directly afterwards, Jesus has to rebuke him for standing in the way of the Lord. They fail to grasp the fullness of the picture. Jesus takes some of them and takes them on the top of a mountain or a hill. And while He is there, He is, and I love the Greek word here, transmorphed. Now, we we call it transfigured. That, That just sounds better. But the Greek word there is transmorphed. He changes right in front of them. 
He becomes, in a sense, glorified. His skin shines. His clothes shine. And there, who appears before him but Moses and Elijah with him? Those disciples that were there got to witness a foretaste of what was to come. A foretaste, a, 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 a tearing away of the curtain. Throughout all of Jesus' ministry, a little bits and pieces of the kingdom of God have been coming through everywhere He goes. And yet here, the curtain is pulled away and the disciples for a brief moment get to witness it. But instead they start talking about booths and tents. Creating a place for them to dwell. Right there before their eyes. And yet they seem to miss the larger picture. Now of course we don't know how much of the larger picture they missed or gathered at that exact moment. But they seem to miss it. You see in the, in the, in the Old Testament, whenever you talked about the Old Testament as a whole... You talked about it in two forms. There was the law and there was the prophets. The big lawgiver of the Old Testament was Moses. He wrote the five, first five books of the Old Testament, the Torah. The Torah being a Hebrew word for instruction or rule or law. And then there was the prophets. And the major prophet throughout the Old Testament was Elijah. And so here you have the two key figures that summarize the entirety of the Old Testament. And they all point to Jesus. They all point to Christ, who is glorified, standing before them. And yet the disciples seem to miss it. Oh, they're going to keep missing it too. In fact, they're not going to really get it until after Jesus dies and rises again. And then Jesus is going to stay with them and walk with them and teach them even after His resurrection for 40 days. And it's then that we see the movement of the church. The very instruction that the disciples gave and were given. And we see the beginning of the early church. Yes, they're not quite seeing the fullness of the big picture just yet. But let's face it, as we read through Holy Scriptures, there are times when we can miss it as well. There are times when we can miss the fullness of the big picture. That's why we keep reading. That's why we keep coming to church you see, that's one of those things. Whenever you, you find these folks that love Jesus, or at least they say they love Jesus, but then they say they hate the church, all too often they've either gone to the wrong church or they misunderstood the church. If they've gone to the wrong church, then what they've heard is a series of sermons that are basically completely different than the Bible. They've heard things that were outside of Scripture. Things that didn't contain Scripture, or if they did, just briefly. Just enough to make new rules, new laws, new, new things that you had to do. But if they were at a church that preached God's Word, that preached Jesus from Holy Scripture, and they still walked away thinking it was only about the rules that they had to follow, then they misunderstood 
Because church is not a place where we gather together because we know how to follow a bunch of rules. Church is a place that we gather together because we have failed. Church is a place where we have gathered together because we are sinners. When it comes to the glory of God, we have fallen short. When it comes to all the laws that were given, we have failed. We didn't maybe try to fail, and we certainly don't try to fail. We try to do the best that we can, but all too often we find ourselves coming up short. We find ourselves sinning again and again, maybe with our thoughts, maybe with our words, maybe even with our very actions, as we say whenever we confess our sins in the earlier part, in our confession and absolution part of our service. No, we don't gather here because we are perfect but in fact, the exact opposite. We gather here because we are sinners and we need a Savior. We need Jesus. That's why we gather here. We do not gather here for another series of rules. We gather here because we need a Savior. And that Savior is found in Jesus Christ. And they need to hear that. The people outside of our doors, the people outside of our walls, the people that think that they love Jesus but hate the church need to understand what the church is. But that's challenging. That's hard. That's requiring of words and a conversation. But it also means that as a church, as a gathered together people, we need to make sure that we talk about it. Because there are times, aren't there? There are times when even as a church, we tend to focus more on the rules than we do on our Savior Jesus. And this, is, this causes us self-reflection. Because we want to make sure that whenever we're talking to somebody, whenever we're presenting this to somebody, whenever we are proclaiming the gospel to those that are gathered around us, yes, we talk about the law of God. It's important. But we also make sure we talk about what Jesus has done for us. That through His death and resurrection, we have been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. And so we gather week after week to receive that again and again. And to hear that word proclaimed again and again. Yes, the law of God is true. It's there but so is the gospel. So is Jesus. In His name, amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, let us stand as we confess